0: Welcome to Men Are Nuts, a podcast about mental health, emotional health, physical health, and psychological health in men and society. First, it started with MAN, M A N, the acronym for Men Are Nuts. And we have a very special guest on the show for you today. Can you introduce yourself?
1: Uh, yeah, hi, Andy. Thanks for inviting me. Uh, I'm Matthew Henson. And um, professionally, I describe myself as a psychotherapist uh, and legal psychologist uh, as a
0: Right, so where where about? We're, I always mm-hmm. I ask the, ask everyone this question, so so the listeners can kind of get a demographic of uh, and a sort of vision of where you are. Where whereabouts are you?
1: Uh, so at the moment, I'm based in Kinsale, uh, which is um, one of the most southern towns in the Republic of Ireland. It's just just beneath Cork. It's part of uh, Cork County uh, Cork Council, um, Cork County. Um, and uh, yeah, Where I'm living and, and working at
0: the moment. Right. Okay. So, how is that? Where you're from? Is that where you? No, you're...
1: Well, no. I'm I'm a Yorkshireman by trade. Uh, I was born and bred in um, a uh, small, uh, mainly working-class mining town in North England by the name of Barnsley. Uh, it has a bigger reputation than its geographical
0: size. <laughs> yeah, Barnsley. Yeah, yeah, yeah Barnsley Leeds you know I've, I've, I've been speaking to quite a few people from yeah from Yorkshire for the last last couple of episodes and um, yeah they're, they're speaking about how how it's so um, it's very scenic yeah it makes
1: it be yeah it makes it be
0: and, and they've built yeah. built um, they've obviously they've got now town centers in Leeds and all these all these centers and um, I what I spoke about was was it Bradford? Where Brad, is it Bradford's football ground? Where is in the valleys, and it literally is on in a, in a valley. So, yeah, very uh, very picturesque Yorkshire and the Yorkshire Dales. So, yeah. so what brought you to um, Ireland?
1: Uh, I married an Irish woman. Uh, I married a woman from from Dublin, or as, as they call themselves, and uh, she was. Uh, uh, hassling me to move home with her, to move to move back to Ireland with her, uh, and for many years I was I was resisting. We were living in in, in Yorkshire uh, before coming here, uh, but we came on a holiday to a place called Conakilty, which is um, about 30 miles away from where we now are um, in West Cork, and uh, it's just it's just beautiful. It really is a beautiful part of the world, and um, and for the first time I yeah I, I could um, I I could live here so. So we did, we moved.
0: And you've been there, how long have you been been there?
1: Uh, Around about 2012, I think. I was commuting for a while. Um, I stayed in Yorkshire while we managed to uh, sort out our our various business interests over there. Um, And then gradually, I I started off coming over here uh, for a long weekend every second week. And then over time, it um, it changed so there was more time here, and then I think I stopped commuting around about
0: 2014,
1: 20, 20, something
0: like that. Yeah, so between six and eight years, I've been yeah, somewhere. So, somewhere let's, let's talk about, um, you know, mental health and and you know, all the things that surround um, society and what's been happening, and and you, know, what's your what's what's your journey and what's your to where you are now and you know what's your thoughts on 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 health and and mental health
1: okay i mean that's that's a huge question um whenever i hear the words mental health i i kind of think that um it's a problematic term yes And, and I think the reason that it's problematic is that it locates the problem within within the individual. Yeah. So we tend to think of, of my mental health.
0: Yeah.
1: And with all of these kind of mental health labels, depression, anxiety, and, and then the kind of heavy end um, mental illness labels. Uh, and, and when we're thinking in that kind of medical model of, of mental health, it, it locates the problem... Within the person experiencing, so we don't, yeah. we don't say I'm depressed or I'm anxious, um, and and I think that's hugely problematic be, because for, for a number of reasons, um, mainly because I I don't think anything ever is located in the individual. It's it's always the kind of point of contact between the individual and, and the world that they. That they live in, yeah. Um, you know, and we if we have the metaphor of, of a kind of square peg in a round hole. It's 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 always an issue of, of the fit between me as an individual and and, and the world uh, uh, around me. Um, yeah, and I and I find I find it problematic for that for that reason.
0: Yeah, yeah. So does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. And and so how you how do you see What's happening around um, health? Health, and what, what do you see the, the problems are in society with with health, and, and in connection to your job and, and the work that you do?
1: Well, I think I think that kind of misunderstanding is is a is a barrier to people um, accessing accessing health. Um, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, expertise and, and pseudo expertise in the whole area of, of emotional well-being that, that kind of gets in the way yeah. um, that, that I think it's, it's natural to want a quick fix uh, solution to a, to a quick fix um, problem and and simultaneously, that that um, that leads to a to a kind of an explosion in different models and different ways of conceiving uh, mental health, yes. um, and and different blueprints and, and recipes for for kind of getting better from getting from point A, which is undesirable, in some way, to, 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 to point um, B, C, D, uh, through to, to, to Z. Um so there's a there's a kind of explosion of of, of models and, and ways of, of thinking about mental health but but while ever they are um based on something that's wrong with the
0: individual and at the same time there's there's a barrier there yeah yeah so let's
1: let's talk about
0: your kind of journey to to becoming you know the, the you know the person that you are today in terms of what what took you into that work and and was it something a lifelong passion was it a change of change of a change of passion was it a change of work or lifestyle what was what was it that took you your journey
1: yeah okay so there are two answers that i usually give to that question um and they're both true, and they're both accurate, and, and they're really quite different. Um, so so the first answer is that uh, I, as a young man, I kind of never really had a clear career path. It was not something that I was ever um, particularly interested in. Probably something to do with my working class background. Um, I was very fortunate and very privileged. Um, my father was... Um, uh, very keen. My mum as well, but particularly my, my, my dad was very keen for myself to get, to get educated um, and really kind of encouraged us to go to university, mm. um, which I did. Uh, I went to university in Nottingham and then and then Loughborough. Uh So I so I got these degrees, but um, but I really had no sense of what I was going to, to, to do uh, with them. And it was just fell into jobs really um and then when i was 29 and um, my my partner became pregnant with our first child i i kind of thought oh like okay i need to i need to do something now i need to i need to have a career i need to be something as in as in be have a, have some kind of professional title mm. um and i'd time working for mental health charities and, and for criminal justice agencies in various parts of the uk and so i i kind of looked at what the, the most viable kind of career path might be for me social worker police yes. officer so on and and psychotherapist was the one that seemed to fit and the one that that kind of appealed to me um and so that's the that's the one that i the one that i took so that's one answer yeah um and it's accurate and it's true um and then the other answer which which i think is is quite relevant for, for when we're talking about um, men and mental health and emotional well-being um i think i needed therapy and um and it's a requirement of all uh good uh, psychotherapy and counseling trainings that students have their individual therapy and and again being a man being being from a working class background um for whatever reason I didn't feel able to say to the world and to admit to myself um well, I, I probably need to go and talk about some stuff yeah. um but training as a psychotherapist was, was wonderful because he gave me uh, an excuse that I could give to myself and an excuse that I could present to the world that um, oh yeah there's nothing wrong with me I, I, I have to be interested in yeah. it's, it's my training um and that's you know an
0: equally true yeah. yeah, and um for the listeners out there you you mentioned um as a man wh- why, why what was it uh, you, for you as being a man that didn't sit right with you of of saying oh i need I need help or I need therapy or i you know what 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 was I, I suppose what I'm getting at is. What is it as a man that would stop you from um, opening up, in a sense?
1: Okay, so I I, I can only speak as as, as a man. I'm, I'm not sure that the, the how universal gender difference is. Yeah. Um, uh, actually, I, I I want to be clear around that again. I think the, the terminology of uh, Man, woman um, is quite problematic, and there's lots of great work being done uh, around non-binary ways of thinking about about gender and gender identity, which which I think is, is fantastic. Um, so, but for me, as, as as someone who defines as as a Yorkshireman, um, who was born in the 70s, teenager during the 80s, an you know, adult during the, the 90s. Um, it was it was something about. Um, I have do you, do you remember the Cure song from like, probably the eighties, Boys Don't Cry? Yeah, yeah I have that movement in mind now, and it's something about that. I know that the Cure song was challenging, that, but it's something about that Boys Don't Cry. You you just you just get on with it, just you yeah. just man up, and all those songs um, horrible phrases. Yeah. Uh, and so I had mates, of course I did. I had good mates, I still do. Um, so it wasn't that I was isolated or had had nowhere to, um, uh, nowhere to talk. But there was just something about. Um, yeah, you have to be okay. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and that, I think that's what I'm trying to trying to get at in a sense of you know when I've often brought it up as as to do with men is that that thing of like you say about speaking out and 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 trying to trying to man up or kind of keep it in and and kind of get on um, get on with our with what we need to do Um, yeah but you were kind of in a sense by by you then um, going that way as, as a psychotherapist you really had to you really had to say you really had to have this this this, this therapy then yeah uh,
1: well yeah and, and I kind of and I kind of danced around it as well um, I think I was I think I was probably a, a, a dreadful client back in those early days for my, for my first therapist because um, I was I would talk around things and 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 uh, uh, with a veneer of oh yeah everything's fine everything's everything's okay I don't you know, I, I don't really need to be here. Um, and I, I guess I was helped um, by the, uh, the birth and, and and very premature death of my uh, second daughter. yeah um, I mean that happened whilst I was training and whilst I was kind of in in therapy. Uh, and there was no avoiding that. Really, there was no no avoiding the uh, the, the horror of that. Yeah. And um, and that kind of got me over the hump. I, I think um you know once once i had the experience of, of going to those uh deep and dark uh, pits of despair and
0: and you know, the world didn't end, so I didn't fall down. Um then I kinda of got back. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm finding is that you know when this you, there's a there's a path where you go and you go to that people call it the dark place. You know, I've heard quite people say call it the dark place and like I say the, the the pits of despair. Um, and then for some people they can come out of that. For some people they don't. Um, and you mani- mm-hmm. you've managed to you've managed to kind of get, um, come out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, to obviously pursue your career, in terms of in terms of being a psycho, what is what is a psychotherapist? Oh, there's a question. Um,
1: <laughs> that 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 depends who you ask, and, and I'm not meaning to be facetious, um, but that will depend on, on who you ask. Well, I I. I'm kind, of, I'm kind of reviewing my, as, I'm, as we're talking, I'm reviewing my kind of bumbling answer to your, to your earlier question about mental health. Um, it's very difficult. I find it very difficult to talk about it constantly. Yeah. So for me, um, psychotherapy isn't a mental health profession.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, not the way that I practice it. Yeah. Uh, because to, the, to say it's a mental health profession, profession limits it to
1: um, it, it limits it to almost to the treatment of, of symptoms. And and again, I I find that really um, problematic. So, because it's much broader than that, it it covers sociopolitical, it covers it covers philosophical, it covers uh, theological. I mean, it's spiritual. It covers it covers everything. Anything that anything that is part of human life is is the material of psychotherapy. And and so, for me, um, what I what I sometimes say. who asked me that question is, is I, I will talk about um, what I want as a client, and and when I when I sit in the in the client chair, it's, it's a strange kind of um, uh, setup with all the boundaries that we have around uh, started times and finished times, and obviously it's a, it's, a, it's a professional um, contract. There's there's payment involved somewhere along the line. Um, so when I when I sit in the client chair. I I don't pay a therapist to mind me. I don't pay a therapist to mind me or my mental health or 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 anything about that. I don't. I'm I'm not paying a therapist for advice on how to live better. Or I, I, that might all be part of it, but that's not why yeah. I would pay a therapist. What I'm paying for a therapist for is to is to look after themselves. Hmm. Um, and then I don't have to. And, and that's the difference so, so with friends with family with, with um kind of social contacts people in my personal life there's the, there's always a kind of contract of um you know i'm always mindful of of how i am is in, impacting on them so if i'm having a chat with my mum, i'm mindful of how i am is in, impacting on my mum. if i'm having a beer with a mate Uh, uh, and I'm talking, I'm mindful of how what I'm saying is impacting my needs. And we can not be. We can't not be. Whereas with a therapist, I I don't have to worry about that because I'm paying my therapist to to look after themselves. So they they have their supervision. They have their own therapy. They they will take care of themselves. And that means, that frees me up. That means as a client, I can just be how I am. I can be as angry as I need to be, as joyful, I can be as in the depths of despair, I can just talk for an hour about the most boring crap trap, Um, you know, I can be as boring as I want to be, and I don't have to worry about it. And and in that process, the the therapy is a byproduct of that process. Having a where I can just go and just and it's not, I'll say it again it's not about my mental health it's not about whatever I it's it's, it's just a space of, you know, this is happening in my life, this is how I feel about it this happened when I was a kid, this is what's going to happen tomorrow that I'm worried about (laughs) argument with my wife worry about my kids, whatever it might be and and it's a space for me to, to to get it off my chest, and it and it, it's it really is as as simple as that. It
0: doesn't need to be more complicated. Yeah. So does so? Do you have you found? Obviously, you're still in the, you're in the profession. How how have you how have you found that working? Um, particularly with, if you can, you get a range of client clients who, who do, do they need to be? Do you need to explain to them what what it is you do, or do they actually know what's not required of them, but like you said, it's a space for them to come and do. You, do you? Is that how you? How you kind of? You know? Well, I'm, I
1: mean, I'm very, I'm, I'm, I'm very privileged in that um, I. It's it's very difficult to, to make a living um, out of being a, a psychotherapist full, full time. Um, the fees that we charge sound like a lot, I know, and, and they are a lot for for a lot people um, but um uh, but in and of itself it's it, it is difficult to, to support the family to, to, to pay um just a, a kind of modest um a modest life of what you could earn as a psychotherapist um so i'm i'm very privileged in that my, my wife is the main uh, breadwinner in our family um so i i can have a, a, a private psychotherapy practice and that and that frees me up um because I'm, I'm then at liberty to to contract yeah. with with people. That if I worked for an organisation, um, or I was getting uh, clients through a kind of employee assistance program, they tend to be kind, kind of quite time um, limited, uh, usually somewhere between six to twelve sessions, um, and that can be very useful. But, but there are, it's often kind of issues based. So people come with yeah. a particular issue. Yeah, yeah. work. In private practice, it's it's more privileged, and, um, and and my big criticism is that it's it's hard, and you, it's impossible to get funding for up therapy, so it, it has to be um, it has to be private practice. And like many people, I I try and find creative ways so that I can accommodate some clients on on, on lower incomes, um, but it's, it's it's far from ideal. But what it does do is, is frees up. Um, so in the in the initial session, I will I will just chat to people, um, get a sense of what's going on, and then we'll have a conversation about about my approach to therapy and, and whether it's right for them. Um, and it's not right for everyone. People who are looking for um, perhaps more of a kind of cognitive thinking based uh, yeah. approach, um, they, they they might want someone who's, who's more kind of cognitive behavioural uh approach and, I, and with a heart and a half i will help people to look for for the right person for them. um but i'm i'm just very transparent and and, and um uh, and open that uh usually um when people come in i'll start a session by asking them how they want to use the time today um and then we go from there and and i trust that all roads lead to room um and when um, we work together, whenever it
0: feels useful, um, and when it stops feeling useful, or or there's a sense that the work is is done, um, then we stop. Yeah, yeah. So basically, it's, there's no there's no real like you said. In in if you're working for a company, it's, like, it's almost like a time constraint in a sense. But for you, there's not really a, um, there's not a there's really, not really a session for you where you'll say, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to give you 12 weeks, or I'm going to give you... You'll you're put it down to the client, then, in a sense. Yeah. I, I, I will
1: usually, if, if I get a... If quite, quite often, um, we, we have all kinds of psychobabble uh, in, in, in the practice of, of psychotherapy, and, and one of the psycho that is we'll often talk about presenting problem and, and people will often come with a presenting problem. Um which which could be a relationship issue or bullying at work or depression, whatever it might whatever it might be. Um and, and that's the thing that people kind of want to, that, you know, that's the thing that's brought them to, to, to therapy. And then often what happens um, after a few sessions is that, that that issue kind of falls away and, and, and stops kind of being, uh, stops feeling uh, really so important. Um, and we might move into a completely different area. And so I, I kind of, um, my sense of, of what happens in therapy is. It's quite often retrospective, so, yeah. so we'll get to the end and we'll look back, and then together we'll say, Oh, okay, that's that's what it was about. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and if uh, so, so it, it may well be that we're, we're meeting, and and I and I well, I, I do trust the process, and if ever there's a point at which I I stop trusting it, or or start wondering, um, you know, what are we doing? Then, our, and how is this helpful? Then, and, and I'll usually, I'll usually check that out. Well, I'll always check that out actually, um, as part of the ethics of it. So, I'll, I'll check in with someone and get their sense of you know what we're doing and is it still useful? And mm-hmm. and if it is, we carry on. And if it isn't, we stop again with a heart and a the half. So, there's no. Um, Difficulty with stopping, when, when it feels like we've done whatever
0: it was that we were doing. Yeah. Do you do you find that um, as 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 you know, you, you say you came from the group in the seventies, and then all these, you know, you've you've got to a certain age now. And, and do you find that as as humans are evolving or we're changing, do you find that? you're having to change the way you um, say somebody comes in with a completely different um, set of um, issues or whatever do you find yourself having to change with the times in a sense
1: yes and no i think that uh The knowledge base is is ever changing. So the language that we're using and and stuff that we know is is always developing and and always changing.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and my sense is that the, there are some basic human wisdoms that are pretty constant, um, and and wisdoms around uh, connection, and, and another bit of psychobabble that we have um, when we, we use this term, uh, relational depth, yeah. which, which um, is a kind of difficult one to describe, but it's, it's, it's about having... I guess in, in, in everyday terms we talk about deep and meaningful conversations, right. so, so spaces where we can connect at that deep level um, are so important, and and we tend to do better when we have those spaces than when we don't, and and that's, um, that's the wisdom that we've known forever. So the technology might change, uh, and I'm... I'm getting more comfortable working online than, than I would have been um, previously. And, and the current um, global crisis, uh, COVID-19, is, is kind of forcing us into um, yeah. creativity and technology. So, so the knowledge base around, so just as an example, the knowledge base around how to facilitate um, online sessions is is obviously very recent and, yeah. and things are changing um, and the kind of legal requirements around GDPR and all of that stuff is is changing all the time. But but the basic wisdom is um still there. to human, connecting
0: at, at that relational depth level is is the same as it's always been yeah. Yeah. And um, as I was gonna say, how do you how do you see where do you see yourself and, and where do you see yourself in, in like the wider picture or the, the, the narrower picture? Or how do you see yourself in, in terms of um, what is happening in, in society and, and the problems that people may be having or not having or, you know, your successes? Where, where do you see yourself in, like in the future, now and in the future? Gosh, you like these uh, tricky questions,
1: aren't they?
0: Um, so uh, I I think what I'm asking is more: Do you do you see yourself as um, gaining? You know, obviously, you're gaining more knowledge. Of, of Do you see yourself as a, a more of an online facilitator, or, or as a mixture? Um, you know, bigger practice. Um, moving into a different field.
1: Um... I think I would I will always want to do the face-to-face yeah. stuff, I think. I, I don't, um, I, I do work online, um, and I think it's fine. Uh, and if that's the way the world goes, then, then the choices that I have might be quite limited. I still like the face-to-face stuff. I still like the face-to-face yeah. So it's interesting that when when I was interpreting your question, I, I guess I was thinking about much more of a kind of sociopolitical answer in terms of my role as a therapist um, now and in the future. Um, so I might have a stab at that answer.
0: If it's yeah, something. yeah, no, no. That's I mean that's kind of a mixture of thing of what I what I was kind of getting at in a sense.
1: So so again, I think. I, I don't think psych therapy was ever intended to be a mental health profession. Yeah. Limited. Now, of course, um, the alleviation of symptoms does happen. So, so the, the act of talking about whatever it is that's weighing heavy on, heavy on my heart um, will more often than not, in my experience, alle- alleviate the symptoms that yeah. we sometimes yeah. Um, so I think I think that will always be a very important, a very important part of psychotherapy. But mm-hmm. That's that's never was never the intention for for, for for it to only be that in my in my view. Uh, and certainly it isn't um, it isn't only that now in, in my view. Um, I think for me the the most important. Thing about a therapeutic process is that it is empowering yeah. um, it's a space where the space I was describing earlier when I'm, when I'm free to just be myself and, and talk through and in talking through process um, process what's happening in my life then, then I, I, be, I become empowered to make more fully informed choices. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I think my sense, and um, I know mean everyone's an expert on coronavirus at the moment, so I, I don't want to fall into the, to the trap of, of assuming an expertise, but, but my sense of, of this pandemic at the moment is that it's going to force us to evaluate how we live our lives, yeah. and and I would see um, psychotherapy as having potentially a hugely important part in that process, where where people can reflect in a confidential space, in the safe space, um, where they can really talk about their experiences, um, knowing that it's not going to go any further, and yeah. and, and process. And process the experience um that's hugely powerful because because that empowers people to then look at okay do do we do i really need to, to structure my life like this and how am i to imagine something uh different and you know perhaps when i've been stuck at home for however many weeks it's been and you know and we've been forced to ooh, do things differently as a family, maybe, yeah, yeah, or you know, spend yeah. more time together, playing more board, whatever it might be. Um, you know, then people might be questioning, well, do I do I really want to go back to this system that I've been working yeah. since the outbreak and never see yeah. my kids?
0: Yeah, yeah exactly.
1: Um, and, and and so the kind of the 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 treatment of the anxiety and the depression and those kind of medical model words that, that people are definitely feeling in response. To, to the coronavirus um that will be a part of psychotherapy but the but the empowerment um through that process of listening and facilitating the safe space the empowerment for individuals to, to look to make changes um which will then mean households making changes which will then mean communities making changes which will potentially mean global changes mm-hmm. I, I think that's that. well that's my hope is um is the future of, uh, of psychotherapy but then of course in order to do that we have to make it much more
0: accessible
1: um definitely really accessible
0: to people who can afford to pay yeah and, uh, definitely. definitely yeah and it's, and, and uh, you know it, i'm going to end it there because i think what you said there was brilliant and um in the sense of what you there's some words that you brought up there in the, in the in, literally in that last um maybe last that last part where we you know the last couple of questions was um, empowerment um, and yeah. I could see that when you when I asked you the question about um, online you it's about human now it's about human connection and yeah. humans connecting with like I've connected with you um, yeah. you know I didn't know about psychotherapists or I didn't or I did but for the listeners out yeah. there I'm thinking well you know is there more to it? What else is there? Um, so is it, when you mention powerful empowerment um, and and almost uh, connecting to human other humans, and then you brought about families. So all these yeah. things that have that have been kind of lost, where we have become an individual individualistic, if that's even a word, um, individualistic society um, because of money or whatever it is or whatever's driving people. Um, like you say, doing you know when you said then doing sixty hours, eighty hours, or just to just to you know, it's about getting back um, to to basic, almost like basic human needs. Is what you're saying there is um, the connection of, of of humans, love and and and
1: which is it is, and, and and it
0: makes me think. And, sorry, I don't know if you if you want to stop. No, no, it, no. it, it makes me think about this term that we about social distancing, and and I'm and I'm hearing
1: um, calls for uh, for that to be to be scrapped in favour of physical distancing. Yeah. And and I I would like to to drop the distancing altogether. Um, because the way that we conceive of these things is, is, is really important. The way that we conceptualise our behaviour is really important in shaping it. Um, and and for me, distancing is 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 about is about disconnecting. Distancing behavior is is hoarding tolerance. Yeah. Um and and really that's not the spirit of what we're trying to do. Um and I, and I played, played around, for uh, that kind of half, half joking, uh, message on social media suggesting um, you know, six, six foot social cohesion or, or six foot solidarity as kind of more positive um, alternatives. But and, and of course they're kind of silly, silly terms. But but we're not distancing. We're we're, we're minding. We're caring. We're respecting each other's um, safety at the moment. And, and so the kind of socio-political aspect of it is is important. I don't know where this term "social distancing" came from Buzz originally. Words.
0: These buzzwords.
1: But but, but it, it's 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 that drive to kind of individuation you know, to, to moving away from others. And, and actually, I'm I'm very keen to to challenge that. And and I think that's that's the thing for me about therapy and it not being a mental health. An um, and a not a mental health profession is—I'm not—I'm not sure that I'm explaining it very well, but it's that thing about not having our well-being solely located in us. It's—it's it's point of contact stuff. It's point of contact with other humans and other humans, the natural world, the birds, the bees, the trees. It's—it's um, it's the connection that's important, yeah. and and. Where, where technology is used to make a connection, and I agree with you, I think I, my sense is we've had a really good connection this last however many minutes it has been that we've been talking. Yeah. Um when technology facilitates a connection, then I'm I'm cool with that and I, I really I really value that. Where technology separates yeah. Where distances then
0: yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I, yeah, like I say I'd like to thank you for coming on and 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 talking. And you know, I know you 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 know um, you you know what you've given there is um you know definite insight into into your profession and, and 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 the world in a sense. And it just goes back to what I was saying, and and you know what I've said in in, in podcasts before, and episodes before is and what and the reason why I'm doing this is is about human connection because we're not we've, we've gone past that now you know the individualistic and something had to happen which had yeah. to kind of bring us back to kind of some sort of you know you know you know whether it's i don't know whether it's the world telling us that we need to do this i don't know you know maybe it's a spiritual yeah. thing whatever but it yeah. is we do need to get back you know that kind of community love um that that bond um and just and just and i don't mean connecting with people like you just you, you know you you go on social media ah hello and blah i mean uh, in a proper hello. connection um we we you end up being friends or you end up meeting somebody or whatever it may be if you're single um not this individualistic thing of oh i'm going to get the money i'm going to be me i'm going to be about me it's just me 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 um and i can see where you're you know definitely what you're what you've, what your, you know, your drive is and your, your thoughts behind that. Um, so yeah,
1: to, to, move, to move forward. Um, I, I don't know, I, I don't think we can go back. Um, we are where we are, um, but we can move forward to a new, uh, a new place of better connection, which which draws on the wisdoms that have been around forever.
0: Yeah, Definitely and yeah so thank you for coming on and where can you be found and you know are you on social media where can your your, your
1: practice be found Uh, uh, www.matthewhenson.ie Matthew has two T's Um, yeah that would be great I I have a couple of um, I do a little bit of writing uh, not much but I've got a couple of articles uh, online that, that might be helpful I don't know um or yeah, I'm on LinkedIn um, or um, Facebook. Uh, Matthew Henderson, psychotherapist in sale. Um, yeah, and um, Andy, thanks, thanks for inviting me on. It's it's been a real privilege and and um, and pleasure. Good luck.
0: Yeah, and that was men are nuts. Speak to you soon. Bye bye.